Wikipedia.org is a massive site with over 5,275,000 articles in English alone. Whoa, that's a lot. Many people can tell you the accuracy of this knowledge, but Ben Graw, this is the Ben voice, and Garth Remington, this is the Garth voice, are not even smart enough to determine what is true and what is not. Yeah, they're kind of dumb. If knowledge starts conversation, then they will review Wikipedia pages for their entertainment value and find which pages are boring. That's boring. Leave me alone. You're such a loser. And which are interesting. That's so interesting. Wanna have sex? They're doing one page at a time and they're not stopping till they've done every single one. They're going to do all of them? This is the Wiki Review. This sucks. I'm told this is an honor. That's worse, if anything. (laughs) Just to be safe, I'm not a virgin anywhere on my body anymore. It is completely cock ridden. Hello and welcome to another episode of Wiki Review. I'm Ben Graw. I'm Garth Remington. And we're back again, going through the pages of Wikipedia, seeing what entertainment value it has to offer. And this week, we are hitting up mythology. It's like psychology, but for myths. First off, what is mythology? Wikipedia defines mythology as it refers variously to the collected myths of a group of people. Now, I like that to begin with because it's mythology. A myth means it's not true. I think a myth means it might be true. Well, that's a myth. <laughs> People think that, but that's actually a myth. This is like the science of things that aren't true. Well, what do ghosts fall under? Like, um, aren't ghosts mythical? Well, it depends who you're talking to. I mean, there are some people who have met ghosts. Well, that's a myth. That's Well, they believe they have. They've also done a lot of acid or had a very different upbringing. I think in present day, everything mythology is not actually mythology. It's called religion or fact. Mythology is something that used to be true, like Zeus. Like Zeus, and he's now mythological. Back in the day, he was pretty serious. You know, you don't want to offend that. Well, it is bad that in the definition it says that mythology refers to a collection of myths, which if you didn't know what mythology means, it's unlikely you knew what a myth was. It's like, oh, those two words are connected. (laughs) Myths are the stories people tell to explain nature, history, and customs. That's nice. Why do we do 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 this custom? Uh, Because of this misunderstanding that we had a while ago. That's why we do this. Oh, that makes sense why we keep doing it. Well, that's like customs at the airport. That's a myth that that will stop terrorism. (laughs) But doesn't it make everyone feel better having to take your shoes off? See, there you go. Myths explain (laughs) why we have customs at the airport. (laughs) And that's why you can't take oranges on overseas flights because of terrorism. It angers the gods, the Muslim gods, it angers. There's one god in Muslim, isn't there? It angers the Muslim god if you bring oranges on overseas flights and it ends up with a plane hitting a skyscraper. Well, the plan is to make sure all the terrorists get scurvy. <laughs> we got to keep all vitamin C off flights. They will regret this. That's how you solve terrorism. And you don't worry about the bombs or anything. You just got to keep on those oranges, <laughs> lemons and limes. As soon as the vitamin C dries up, they're all going to die of scurvy. No more terrorists. 
terrorism. We've also got a backup plan where if you've ever eaten airline food, we're trying to give them gout. Slowly but surely we will rot them from the inside out. And if a few people, innocents, have to go down, hey, we all get to get where we're going on time, okay? See, right here on this podcast, we're creating our own myths. <laughs> it's a mythology week, people. Get with the program. So let's see what they say about... Etymology, my favorite word. Etymology. It, it doesn't ever sound like what it actually is. It always sounds like something more. I always think what we're studying bugs. <laughs> Etymology. Look at that. The term mythology predates the word myth by centuries. I love that because it means that, you know, mythology, like, you know, you've got um, biology, which is the science of bio, bio mm. being life. But mythology, no, no, no. Myths come from mythology. Mythology doesn't come from myths. In other words, this is like the, you know, when people say, instead of saying crazy, they'll say, oh, they're cray. Oh, are you serious? They'll say, are you serious? They're like, oh, is that mythology? No, that's myth. <laughs> it's it's just like the first slang. First abbreviation ever. Why not start with mythology? It was borrowed from the middle French term mythology. I think it might be mythology, like the myth of a loogie. So like if I said that you were going to get a logie, that's a myth. That's an absolute myth. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I'm not renting the tux. I'm not showing up to the red carpet. I don't need people kicking me and um, escorting me without making a scene. I Do people outside scene. of Australia know about the logies? You wouldn't think so. If they did, it would be like, oh, okay. So it, it's like an award, but like It's the standard really. award ceremony that they have for television in Australia. in Australia. I always think of Ray Martin. If you say Logie, I think Ray Martin. That might just be the age that I grew up. Bert Newton. Yes, yes. <laughs> Bert Newton's still around, isn't he? Well, not so. around, but like alive. His head's round. I know that. He's got that Irish pumpkin head thing going on. Every year his body stays the same, but his head just gets bigger and rounder. My brother has the same thing. It's hilarious. Did he do Family Feud? No, 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 no. That was some game show host guy with didn't curly he? hair. He did do some game oh, show, didn't he? Maybe he did. You might be right. Should we look this? <laughs> yeah, I want to look this one up. <clears throat> Giving a shout out to Bert Newton. I know his son killed someone or something, didn't he? Oh, really? His son did something. Yeah, but... It's Family Feud. Oh, look at that. I told you, he did Family Feud. I did not know that. See, that's a classic game show that's on in pretty much every country. Is that the one that... And the survey says... Yeah, we asked 100 people. We asked 100 people and it turns out Bert was the host. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Number one answer. Number one answer. I didn't know he was the host of that. He wouldn't have been the first and he wouldn't be the current. I was playing this emulator on the computer of like Super Nintendo and they have on there the Super Nintendo version of Family Feud. That's interesting. <laughs> so you can't actually like type your answer. They give you like a keyboard on screen that you got to go through with arrows and select the letters. Oh, wow. And you got like a countdown timer happening while that's happening. So the biggest pressure of actual Nintendo Family Feud is being able to type it in time. That's pretty much it. It's all like, can you get the mouse to touch the right letters at the right time? That's not really Family Feud. That's more typing. And I'm not really good at spelling either. And you got to get it exactly right. It doesn't auto-correct you. No, it doesn't. I have a couple of times where I have the message up on my phone and I use the Siri to go like say a word and it will spell it out for me okay, and so then I sort of you. go from there which made me think I would love to have a version that sort of incorporated that Siri like technology where I could just say my answer out loud and it types it for you and it types it for me that'd be a good app I'm told apps are things now <laughs> yeah, what phone have you got uh, Nokia it's uh, 2G which <laughs> is not going to exist I'm going to get an iPhone because my phone's not going to work anymore the Optus told me to get a new phone and my mum's been trying to make me take her old iPhone and I figure what phone what iPhone is she on it's an iPhone <laughs> it's, it's the first one that came out iPhone 1 I don't know probably not the very first but it'd be one of them <laughs> alright so before myth you had mythology and mythology 
Logi. Is that how we decided to pronounce that? Yeah, let's go with the Logi. And then the Greeks had Mythologica. Mythologica. Mytho- mytho- uh, mythologic? Mythologia. Mythologia. Instead of Logi, it's Logia. Because that's what Greeks do. They put A's on the ends of things. But wouldn't theirs come first? Because it says that it's from the Greek. From late Latin Mythologia. Okay. So the, the actual word mythology is an English translation of the French word mythologi, which comes from the late Latin and Greek term mythologia. And this is all just very entertaining. (laughs) (laughs) This is what I love about English, is that it all comes from Latin and Greek root, essentially. Everything can be brought back to those two. Because in Latin even comes from Greek. So everything comes from Greek. And all it is is just changing vowels. Mythology. Mythologi. Mythologica. You're just saying the same thing with the different suffix. Some people like E's, some people like Y's, some people like A's. That's that's Europe for you. Yeah, but that could be like a hundred years from now they're going, did you know that the word yeah used to be yes? <laughs> did you know they used to spell the word okay with four letters? <laughs> and scientists and historians presumed this originally came from the word okie dokie. See, I actually heard a different one where it came from an abbreviation of all correct, which it came from a day and age where they used to like to use acronyms to dis- or initialisms to describe things. And one of the things that they would do to sort of add to it is misspell the words as well. So all would be spelt with an O, like O-L-L, and correct would be spelt with a K. So when shortened down, it was all correct. Wow, that's overly complicated. It is. Oh, this reminds me, do you know what, this is my favorite thing when it comes to acronyms. Do you know what RPG stands for? Rocket Propeller Grenade? No, it stands for Handheld Anti-Tank Grenade Launcher. Yeah, because those letters work. Because it's Russian. Ah. RPG, everyone thinks it's Rocket Propeller Grenade, but it's actually the Russian words, which translates as Handheld Anti-Tank Grenade Launcher. It's clever, not funny, but clever. <laughs> it's exactly like, okay, like with that, except because it's a different language. But the way how it manages to destroy tanks is by using a rocket propelled grenade. Yeah, that's handheld. <laughs> and it's anti-tank and it launches the grenade. In all fairness, <laughs> it will take down other things. It's a thing designed to destroy tanks. Anything less than a tank, you can assume gets destroyed as well. <laughs> I mean, if I have a bulldozer, I don't say, oh yeah, it also crushes basketballs. It's a basketball destroyer. But if you had like an RPG and a lot of luck on your hand, you could take down a plane. Oh yeah, you could. In fact, they do. They, that's, that's something they do. Pretty much it will take down whatever that grenade hits. Or anything close to where that grenade <laughs> yeah. hits. Anything within a certain <laughs> radius of that grenade. I've always wanted to use one for like gardening. I mean, you know, mow You'd the lawn. You only need one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You only need one. And like, how often do you need to mow? Like once a month? Once a fortnight? Just get one every time I go shopping. <laughs> Boom! And eventually the grass will stop growing. What are you doing, Garth? I'm just aerating the soil. Have you seen our dog? Some of it. <laughs> He's there. <laughs> There, <laughs> there. I think some of it's now been eaten by my plants. It's now a rose. You want to pick that rose? That's fluffy. The grass is coming up really good in that area. Hey, you know, your dog's never smelt better. <laughs> Word was used by Plato. Plato made up some. a lot of stuff, you know. Didn't we find out that Plato made up Atlantis? Yes. We did. No one knows that. Yeah, he probably should have told people it was a work of fiction. Probably. At the beginning of all his philosophies, he's got to have written, this is a work of fiction. Any resemblance to any figures alive or dead is purely coincidental. I knew a guy who lived in a city that went underwater. No, you didn't. That's not Atlantis. That was a different place. It's not this guy. Not this guy. Read the foreword by the author. For entertainment purposes only. (laughs) (laughs) Plato was one of the best fiction writers out there. Terminology. In present use, mythology usually refers to the collective myths of a group of people, but also mean the study of such myths. For example, Greek mythology, Roman mythology, and... What the hell is that? Hittite. Hittite. What the hell is a Hittite? The Hittite. 
Huts. Ooh, they got this funky little statue. Seated deity, late Hittite Empire, yeah, 13th yeah, century that, BC. That deity isn't standing, he's sitting back. Good on him. Doesn't, th- what a creepy deity. I he mean, looks like he's got a leg. I think he's got a leg either side. It's like he's either got a pot belly or a drum. I think it's a mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> You're so quick to make everything a mermaid. <laughs> You're like a guy who's been on a ship for too long. <laughs> you know, mermaids were originally, it's because sailors saw manatees. If you've ever seen a manatee, those guys have been at sea way too long. They need to root. They have thousands of gods. Oh, wow. Their own thousand gods, of whom a staggering number appear in inscriptions that remain nothing more than names today. Okay, so... So they're gods, they didn't really live on too much. Now, the Hittites, I don't know where they came from, but I'm pretty sure they were the guys the Bible was fighting. <laughs> Does sound like... Right? God's like, just hit them. I put hit right in their name. <laughs> They're the Washington generals of the Bible. Jesus being um, the... Uh... Harlem Globetrotters. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the Hittites, the Luftwaffe of the Bible. <laughs> oh yeah, they're from Turkey. Everyone was from that area, like Jew- Jewish, Christian, well, Christian not yet because we're still a couple of thousand years from Christianity. But the, I'm pretty sure, yeah, the, the Old Testament's got the Hittites in it. That's I think that's where it's from. I don't know. What used to be religion, what used to be explanations for customs, now we study it as though, like, cause it's, we now consider it fiction. And I think that's interesting in that in a thousand years' time, people are going to be like, now, another mythology, we're going to now talk about atheism mythology. Yeah, that People used to believe that there was no god. They believe that the whole universe just appeared out of nothing. <laughs> that is crazy. That is so crazy. There was nothing and then there was everything and that's what they believed and worshipped. And then people would raise their hand like, how stupid are they? Don't they know the tentacle monster put everything in one day at a time? <laughs> it took eight days because it's an octopus. That's why we have octopuses. And it's stuck. That's why they have those suckers. God, people were primitive back in the 2000s. And he rested on the eighth day. That's why we only have seven days. That's right. <laughs> he was resting. He didn't make that day. <laughs> <laughs> that's God. God's day. You can't have it. We've got recent history that's well on record. Everything that's sort of unknown, all bets are off and people can just make up any crazy shit that they want. Yes. It's like true. after it started happening like a thousand years ago, history records were a bit dodgy back then. Yeah. <laughs> it's only been in like the last hundred years things are mm. actually recorded properly. You always hear our oh, hottest day on record, but that only goes back like a hundred years when all the town's thermometers mysteriously melted. I always hate when they say this is the hottest day on record that is in February <laughs> on the second week in February. It's like they've, they've had to narrow it down. In 15 years. This is the hottest day on record of the, in the last 15 years in February on a Tuesday. <laughs> the hottest February Tuesday in the first two weeks of February in the last 15 years. We don't know where all this global warming's coming from. It's like the more clarifications you have to add to a record, it the is. less of a record it is. Well, it's like first astronaut, hmm. first female astronaut, first black female astronaut. You're not as good as the first are you like no. if the first astronaut was a black female astronaut that'd be great because you'd be the first astronaut yeah and you wouldn't need those other things exactly people you wouldn't be known as the first black female astronaut you'd be known as the first astronaut oh and we managed to tick off a few boxes while we were there because we could quite easily be the greatest podcasters in the world named ben and garth that's true we will have who to review look. wikipedia yes <laughs> this is in the last 15 years <laughs> <laughs> i gotta clarify that in case another ben and garth to start a podcast hopefully they don't review wikipedia or we're fucked <laughs> that's yeah <laughs> we won't be the best anymore if we got a tribute podcast <laughs> and it outdid us more people listen to the tribute podcast to ben and garth than the ben and garth podcast well i do look at the wikipedia home 
page where it has that Wikipedia is in all these different languages. And I look at that as like, we got to franchise out to those countries. <laughs> we got to find a Japanese exactly. group. Exactly. <laughs> a Japanese group who can do Japanese Wikipedia. <laughs> Konnichiwa! Wikipedia review! <laughs> I'm Ben Grossa! <laughs> ah, I am Gav Remington! <laughs> we are much honoured with... Oh, this is going to get racist really quick. It's funny because we're not being racist, but it is racist. <laughs> this Wikipedia page brought great shame. <laughs> Are Asians a minority though? No, there's more of them than us. Here they're a minority. So aren't we like the minority? So us making fun of Asians is like black people making fun of hmm. us. You ever notice that white people? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it is, is, that's, it's also to do with minorities, although technically it's statistics based on who has more people. In reality, minorities are referred to as the people who are oppressed. As white people, we can never be a minority because other white people kind of took advantage of the world for a little too long. In no way are we oppressed by our skin colour. So we can't be playfully racist with anyone? Other white people, maybe. Oh, like, like, no, we got to be specific. We can make fun of, like, okay, my background's Irish, English, German, and Scottish. So I can take the piss out of Welsh if I want. I can stand there and talk about you red-headed Joneses, always down your minds with your errs. And people are like, well, he's allowed to talk smack about them. I have no Welsh in me, but that's okay. It's like, we can have a go at French people. I'm allowed to have a go at German people. So are you. Spanish and Italian's about the borderline. Once they start getting a couple of shades away from us. Yeah. Light Spanish, okay. Mm. Dark Spanish, no. Ironically, though, going a shade lighter, like if we went Scandinavian, we can take the piss out of them. <laughs> goody, goody, goody. Ah, uh, the Swedish chef. <laughs> the only thing stopping me from making fun of Scandinavians, almost all of them are bigger than me and more athletic than me and more capable of kicking the crap out of me than I am of them. So it's a fear-based respect I have. And they're all pretty over there, too. Yeah. Yeah, they got it going on. <laughs> they got, like, that blonde hair and blue eyes. It's like... Hitler's wet dream. Which is funny because they're not Aryan. <laughs> they're more Aryan than Aryan. Yeah, I'm not saying that they like Hitler. I'm just saying that Hitler, Hitler would like them. I always thought that was funny that Hitler's dream was for blue-eyed blonde people to rule the world. When he had brown eyes and brown hair, if he succeeded, the Nazis took over the world. Do you reckon he'd then step down and go, uh, clearly I'm a secondary race according to my plan? Have you read Mein Kampf? Yeah, my, I think that, is that my plan? I don't know what it means. If you read I Mein Kampf. my dream or yeah, something like that. Kampf. My camp? No. I think it translates as I'm camp because he's a little fruity but yeah so at some point do you think Hitler just went alright clearly you know, I'm not in charge anymore no I think he would have revised that in <laughs> my comf too uh, my comfier yeah <laughs> It's like the New Testament for racists. We got to get more specific now that we've actually got in line. He would be like, yeah, now we got rid of all those Jewish people and all the other minorities. It should be all the Aryans there, but in charge should be someone with brown hair and brown eyes. Just, you know, mix things up. Yeah. And since I'm already here, and he should have a Charlie Chaplin mustache so that you know, because you look around, everyone's blue eyed, blonde hair. You're like, who's in charge? Oh, there's a little brown hair, brown eyed guy with a little mustache. Okay, he's different. He can be in charge. Who's copying who? I heard that Hitler. Hitler changed it to look like Charlie Chaplin. But you hear a lot of things about Hitler because you can say anything you want about Hitler. Did you know he wet his bed until he was 30? <laughs> you can say anything and no one's ever going to dispute it. I've read books found in academic libraries saying that Hitler was uh, into scatological um, sex. He liked golden showers. It was written. But he had one testicle. I heard that. One. I heard that. Yep. He's a vegetarian. He's a speed freak. All yeah, these secretly gay. Yeah, he was totally gay. He was, he was actually part Jewish. He was made fun of for having Jewish features and apparently he didn't know his 
father or grandfather and that guy was a Jew. All these things have been said. No one has contested this. Because everyone's Hitler. like, yeah, it's Hitler. Screw Hitler. Yeah, I bet he only had one ball and I bet it was a little mincy. I've heard micro penis as well. You know, like that's... You gotta throw in micro penis. <laughs> Everyone you don't like in history had a micro penis. That's, that's why just... that's why you don't like him. Because <laughs> why would you do all that if you had a reasonably sized cock? I've never invaded another country because I am quite equipped. See, that's <laughs> the thing I thought of with that. Imagine being somebody who has a micro penis and you're like, it's bad enough that I had a micro penis. Now people are saying I'm like Hitler. <laughs> Yeah, these micro-penis people always reckon everyone else is fun. Hey, I never invaded Poland! <laughs> Give me a break! I'm a, I just got a little dick. <laughs> I'm not bothering anyone, except my girlfriend. And really, I don't bother her too much. Yeah, she, That's kind of the problem. Yeah, the problem is, she doesn't even notice I'm there. <laughs> this is my foreplay. Come on, honey. It'll only take a second. You won't even know I'm here. The pillow talk afterwards is always, are you going to start yet? <laughs> yeah, you like that? I will. <laughs> I'm sure I will. When are you going to begin? When your girlfriend tells you to use your pinky because it's just not doing it just you know so what else have we got uh, mythology based on what was a religion at the time because there's a lot of things you learn you can learn about uh greek gods and roman gods because roman gods are really just greek gods renamed because they needed a new religion for a new empire but back in those days you literally you worship the the god of the place wherever you were whoever was the god of that place you worshiped and that was important this was reality when you went to a different place and they had a different god you had to worship that god and this was all serious and now we look back at it and it's like you know oh god of lightning oh you know as if that existed i like to think that you know the spaghetti monster theory that because you can't prove nor disprove it, therefore every scenario is just as possible as the other what if you die and then you're sent to like greek heaven and you rock up there's zeus that'd be kind of cool though imagine if you go up to heaven and the first question they ask you is did you die with a sword in your hand <laughs> if it was viking hell yeah i did i'm prepared god it'd be so great imagine you get to the afterlife and it is really strict everything was a sin but it is completely based on the honor system. <laughs> they go, did you ever steal ever? Even a small thing. If you say yes, you go to hell. If you say no, we'll just let you in. I was going to say this before. When If they have to ask, that means they don't know. So it's your story. Did you die with a sword in your hand? Hell yeah, two swords. Were you in battle? Hell yeah, two battles. I was fighting two armies. <laughs> have you ever stolen anything? Should I or should I not? No, we don't like stealing. Then I never stole. I've been stolen from. I have given out. <laughs> I always go with the logic. If they want a confession from you, then they need that confession. Heaven's just like the police. If they're questioning you, then clearly they don't have what they need to charge you. Otherwise, they'd just be arresting you. Mm. If they say your friend has already dobbed you in, ratted you out, then they then your friend has not. Because then they just put you in a cell. They don't want to talk to you. They don't want to even give you the chance to admit it now. Exactly. You pissed them off by not admitting it earlier. They take the, the path of least resistance. I think of all the religions and all mythologies now, Viking is my favorite. Because it's literally like, you look at how gods are made and what they're for. I do tread on very carefully territory here. The Jewish religion, it was the first to say God isn't a statue, God is everywhere, and doesn't matter where we go, we've got the same God. This is because they were a nomadic race of people who were at one point slaves. They didn't have land, they couldn't build statues, so it was very convenient to have a God who was like everywhere and was okay with like, you know, just wandering the desert. You look at Vikings, they didn't have a lot of farmland, so they needed to go raid other places to get everything they needed. And mysteriously, out of nowhere, they suddenly have these gods who are like, oh no, that's cool. Yeah, no, no, you can go raid England. Go take 
their shit. I think they actually have that directly here. Or well, not with the Vikings, but just that idea of I'm going to do this bullshit because God told me I could. Boom. But yeah, it is basically a lot of mythological stories do conveniently say that whoever's in charge is the right person to be in charge. Exactly. And Especially in the olden days. Absolutely. Like, Because once you get in charge, you write the history books. And then Zeus said, hey, dude, Garth, <laughs> you want to manage this for me? There is some mythical deity that said that everyone should listen to our podcast. That's true. That's Subscribe. True. Subscribe. And even, hey, just send us money. You know, the more money you send us, the better the heaven will be for you. <laughs> I wonder what is that, the legality on that? Because you see those preachers on TV. Evangelists, yes. Yeah, the evangelists where they're just going, you know, send us money. Give God, us your credit card details. God wants you to give me money. <laughs> I saw one. What's his name? Benny Hinn. Okay. He was telling this weird story about how this woman couldn't afford to give to him. So what she did was she got a new credit card, completely maxed out that credit card to donate money to his church and to God. And then some luck sort of went her way and a business took off that she was working on and she got paid back by God 10 times the amount that she had donated. But you realize that if she didn't do that donation, then she would have gotten 11 times. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Because <laughs> she wouldn't have maxed out a credit card and that probably still would have happened. Isn't that encouraging people to max out their credit cards though? That's like chain letters. You know, yeah. like, you know, like if you don't send this on, you'll get bad luck. But if you do, great things will happen to you. Stephanie Smith in Los Angeles passed it on and she won the lottery. Oh, really? I better pass that on. I better donate to this church. And also those, those donations, they're called tithes, tithings, and they're not tax deductible, which- Aren't they tax deductible? No, there's donations and there's tithings. Uh. If you donate to the church, there are certain things set up for donations where you get, that's a tax deduction. Most of the, like the serious churches who take a lot of the- Well, they want to give like 10% of your wage or yeah, something. Yeah, that thing. And they have first, second, third, fourth tithings where it's set up so that it comes straight from your bank account. You know, like when charities, they set you up so that, you know, $10 comes out a month. They take 10% of your wage every time your wage comes out. And people sign up for this because it's good if you're into that religion. Personally, I think I'd be happier with the money. See down there, it's divine characters are recast as either as humans or demi-humans, such as giants, elves, and fairies. I just wanted to point out the way they spelt fairies. Yeah. F-A-E-R-I-E-S. There's fairy, but the... But it redirected from a different spelling of fairy. From the pop group. Well, that's a band called the fairies. Yeah. So yeah, they've spelt that wrong. Because that's not how you spell fairies, isn't I, it? I Maybe in Greek mythology, that's how they spell it. Oh no, wait, wouldn't it? See, it that might be it. right, actually, fairies. It's just interesting to see the difference. It's funny, there's because a Because when you the... turn the, the Y to an I. Oh no, because it's the E-R here. It's put an E after the A instead of an I. Yeah, that's... It's that's just kind of... Look at us marveling at how spelling works. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. One of us is stupid, either them or us. <laughs> Did you ever have a favorite out of those, like with the whole giants, elves, fairies, I was a big, leprechauns? I was a big fan of dwarves. Dwarves? For the simple fact that dwarves actually exist. And how is that not offensive? I'm sorry, but like Lord of the Rings, I mean, little people, do they like that or do they hate that? Like, because they're not a race. That's a thing that happens to people. Dwarves are very sturdy and strong. Yes. The mythological ones. Yes. The... They're strong, they're little, and they're very hard-headed. They live underground, mines and stuff. But they drink a bit. They do. That's, that's what I think I like about it. They're 
kind of Scottish. When you look at today, what these different things have turned into, essentially dwarves are Scottish people. They're Viking Scots. They have big beards, they drink beer, they're very rough. Whereas mm. elves, there's a lot of different elves. You've got your Lord of the Rings elves, which are like tall, humorless things that are very skilled. Or then you have the elves that are more like fairies with the, the spiky ears. Oh, you've got Santa's little helpers. I like them because they gave me free shit when I was a kid. They must have a really bad union. We make toys all year for the one night. I always thought it'd be cool to see that Santa's workshop is getting sued because they've been making counterfeit toys for ages. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. Like all these iPods are being made there and iPhones. So many trademark infringements. <laughs> <laughs> but I give them away. It's not for profit. That doesn't matter. That's worse if anything. <laughs> The case of uh, St. Nicholas versus Hasbro. So did you ever do any like Dungeons and Dragons-y? I did once, yeah, um, when I was like early teens. I've, I've had a go at that. Have you ever played that? No, I'm aware of it and sort of mm. how the game works. Well, when you play it, you will inevitably be playing it with people who know all about it because that's why they have the game and they've played the game before. And you spend the whole time going, I don't really know what's happening, but they're very sure of what's going on. So they're like, what do you want to be? I'm like, oh, I'll be a dwarf. And like, okay, whatever. Like, yeah, because dwarves rule. No, they don't. If I wanted to do it, I've always wanted to be, what is it, the dungeon master? The dude the guy who, who's in charge of it. Who's in charge and does the story. Because yep. as the sort of storyteller in me, the person who likes <laughs> to write things, it's just like, it's perfect for me. Because you just want to mess with people's heads is really what it's like. They have a little piece of cardboard with like, I don't know, the rules on it or something, which hides them rolling a dice, which basically means that as long as you roll a dice before you say something, they think that the game's being played. You know, you roll a dice and you're going to say whatever you're going to say, like, yeah. And then you go around the corner and rolls the die. And then you all lose bowel control. <laughs> Minus one to your armor because it smells like shit. I don't know. <laughs> and then like, you, that's not a thing. Hey, who's the dungeon master here? But your evasiveness went way up. <laughs> Everyone's avoiding you as we speak. There's like this huge birth of people going away from you. <laughs> it's like a, a protection bubble. I don't, I don't, force field. You got a force field now of shit. Like, this is bullshit. Well, you shouldn't have rolled a six. Shouldn't have rolled a six. You're Charisma's dropped by three. <laughs> but don't you have like the 10 sided die and stuff in there? Oh, they got like a 30 sided or something. I've never seen such a collection from four to like 30. But you know, someone's got like some kick assed one where it's like this is made from like rhino bone or something. Some sort of ivory of an yeah. elephant that no longer exists. <laughs> made out of the. Because they're all turned into dice. <laughs> yes. We called it the die elephant. Yeah. Ironically, all the elephants have now died. <laughs> now rattle them bones! <laughs> It's actually made out of dodo bone. This is my Tasmanian tiger die. Two D12s, yep. <laughs> yeah, like, it's comforting, because I paid, like, $120 for these dice, but I know I'm still the, the one who suffered the most from it. <laughs> these are my snake eyes. Yes, they are literally snake, snake eyes. eyes. Doesn't matter what you roll, they always come up two. One and one, because there's just the pupils. You're literally holding two snake eyes. It's gooey. <laughs> They're looking back up at you. <laughs> Fresh, too. Snake's over there. <laughs> Later on, I'm going to turn it into a little bag to hold the dice. He's not dead yet, but it's okay. He can't see you. <laughs> he won't bite. Speaking of mythological creatures, I may have spoken about this before, but I'm going to bring it up again because this is something that does my head in. Okay, so we've got giants and elves and fairies and stuff. Dragons. I want to talk about dragons. The mythology of dragons. Dragons kick ass. Everyone knows dragons. And every different country has a different dragon. you got Japan has the, the lion-like ones. China has the snake-like ones. England has the lizard-like ones. Everyone has their own kind of dragon. You go to South America. You go to the Aztec ruins, they have dragons carved into it. Dragons don't exist. 
it's like everyone's like, no, 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 no. Dragons actually look like this. No, you don't know what dragons look like. Dragons look like this. Dragons don't exist. They don't look like anything. Why is everyone so sure dragons are a thing? How did this come about? Is this like a dinosaur thing that we missed out on? Well, maybe that. Maybe they found fossils and like still big went. dinosaur bones and went, that must be a, a dead dragon. And different bones for different dragons. I don't know. I just think it's really weird that the whole world got together and went, yeah, there's this thing called dragons. They're big scaly things that can fly. They have wings. Some of them can breathe fire. Some of them live in water, but they're all dragons. But there's also the idea for cultures to go, hey, you see that lizard over there? Imagine that that was really big. <laughs> Because yes. pretty much every culture also has a giant bird of some description as well. That's true. It's just like they t- take the simple creatures and go like, all right, what if it was big? <laughs> it just seems like a simple... Like concept. a giant spider. Giant spiders, giant snakes. Like you find there'd probably be a lot of things lining up with that. And then when you go like the Lord of the Rings mythology type stuff, because then you have like, oh, what if we put two animals together, like a horse and an eagle? That makes a griffin. Yeah. And that's blending a cr- creatures. Like a unicorn, which is the mix of a horse and a rhino or a narwhal all little girls love horses and unicorns like mm. unicorns that's a that's a little girl's paradise right there that's a horse with a horn okay I can imagine the horse but why would you want like a weapon on that horse you come to give it a hug it stabs you in the eye do you think there's a rhino with an eating disorder that just has a picture of a unicorn <laughs> up in the house? I'll look like that someday <laughs> that's the picture for inspiration <laughs> uh, you know that's that's my achievable weight <laughs> <laughs> Friends are looking at it going, you know, it's been photoshopped. <laughs> See, the horn has been it's just been reattached. It's totally redone. It's not achievable, guys. <laughs> All right, they, they should put warnings on photos like that. I'd like to see that in a girl's fairy tale. In, it has a picture of a unicorn and underneath photo edited for uh, entertainment purposes. They also talk about folk tales in here. A separate space is created for folk tales, which are not considered to be true by anyone. As stories spread to other cultures or as faiths change, myths can become and be considered folk tales. Okay, so a folk tale that's like, don't go into those woods. Little Red Riding Hood's a folk tale. Don't go into those woods because you'll get eaten by a wolf. And it's saying, that mythology is at the time when it was mythology was real. Oh yeah, that happened because Zeus did it. Everyone well, that goes that back happened. to what I said at the start, where some people do consider myths to be true. Mm. Like just because something is a myth doesn't mean like urban legends. There are people who swear that it happened. Did you hear the one about the, this? Is my favorite urban legend because I heard it from a guy, and when he told it to me, it was about his friend. And it wasn't until I told someone else they're like, "No, that's an urban legend, dude. That never happened." No, my friend told me his friend. You okay? Now that I say it out loud. Your argument was literally, no, it happened to a friend of a friend of mine. Exactly. No, it did happen because my friend knows the guy. Oh, <laughs> that's how that happens. Yeah. Any story that starts with it happened to a friend of a friend of mine. Yeah. It's, it, it's it, not true. But this one, my friends were taking acid and they went to a service station tripping balls on acid. And I got this phone call from them saying, dude, we've caught a leprechaun, but we don't know what to do with it. Okay. We got it home. We put it in the cupboard under the sink. I need you to come over here because we're all tripping balls on acid and we don't know what to do with this leprechaun. So he went over to the house and it turned out they were tripping balls on acid at a service station found a child who has down syndrome thought it was a leprechaun kidnapped it took it home put it in underneath their sink and now they're all up for charges of kidnapping and i went around going yeah this happened to a friend of a friend of mine like no dude that's a little urban legend that's been around for years no that does sound kind of <laughs> urban legend it does doesn't it point is i felt like an idiot and that's me spreading mythology as though it was true <laughs> but my friend he seemed pretty serious about it <laughs> 
Did you question your friend when you next saw him that told you that story and said, this story you told me that happened to your friend? Turns out it's an urban legend. What the fuck? <laughs> Never came up. He'd probably laugh at you and just go like, I can't believe you told people that. <laughs> You're an idiot. I saw it on the internet. No, I specifically said it was an urban legend to you. You weren't listening, probably. <laughs> yeah, that does sound like me. <laughs> it like flashes back going, this is an urban legend that in no way happened to me. It's just easier if I say it like a friend of friend of mine, but don't take it seriously or tell anyone that it's real. You're just going to make yourself look like an idiot. Anyway, it happened to a friend of a friend of mine. It happened to a friend of yours, sir. I was packing the bong. I didn't hear a word. Because yeah, that would be it. It'd be him going, this is an urban legend I heard. You always tell people it's a friend of a friend. And then you filter through what I heard. Okay, so here's what happened to a friend of a friend of mine. Origins. Euph- euphorism? Euphorism. Oh, one theory claims that myths are distorted accounts of historical events. According to this theory, storytellers repeatedly elaborate upon historical accounts until the figures in those accounts gain the status of gods. Remember that time I, I got a free bag of chips out of a vending machine? Yeah, vending machine gods. You see, oh, it was a cold day. There was lightning everywhere. This machine looked at me like, no. See, when I first told this, it was just, oh, I saw some chips in the bottom of the machine. I took it out. But then I added, oh, well, I tried to get some chips, but it wouldn't let me. It swallowed my coin, so I hit it. The force, the hammer of Thor, and two dropped out. And one of them had cocaine in it. And that cocaine gave me the courage to try something. I don't know. <laughs> and that's how mythology is. Yeah, not enough myths have cocaine. That's that's true. Mainly because when people are on cocaine, it's not a myth. It happened. They were very confident. See, they even have an example here where it says a myth of the wind god Alunius. Is that right? Aeolus. Aeolus, whatever. Brome. They have evolved from a historic account of a king who taught his people to sail by interpreting the winds. So yeah, you just, that's bullshit. Like you figure something out that no one's figured out before. And then after a couple of while, when people have forgotten your name, they're like, God did it. That'd kind of suck, wouldn't it? I mean, cause that's the opposite. At the beginning of time when humans didn't have science, when we didn't know that the earth was round, that we're in the universe, God did, or the gods as it was back then, did everything. What makes the sun come up? God did it. What makes the grass grow? God did it. And then as we develop in society, we're like, no, 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 God doesn't make the sun rise. The earth revolves. This is going backwards. Hey, I did it. And then a couple of generations, now nah, God did that. He's claiming back some things. Because there's a thing called God of the Gaps. God of the Gaps. Which is everything that science can explain worked that way. Everything else, God. And now that science is explaining some of those things, it's just taking a little bit more from God. Yeah, as soon as science explains it, it's fine to go back to science again. But until science does, God. And don't even question it. You come back with some studies that prove that. <laughs> I don't want any assumptions, okay? Some guy told me that a guy said that God did it. Look, if I think some giant space wizard is living in the clouds, the burden of proof is on you to prove me wrong. Exactly. You can't prove it's not happening any more than you can prove your thing is happening. When you look at religion, like everyone got together and said, like Zeus, there's a whole bunch of gods and one of them's in charge and he has lightning. And everyone went, yeah, okay, that's that makes sense. I've seen lightning. That, that makes sense that there's a guy doing that. And of course, he'd be in charge of the other ones. Well, I remember as a kid, my dad told me about Thor up in the clouds. And I would swear then like when I would look up at the clouds and see lightning strike inside the clouds, I could almost see a flash of a silhouette that looked almost vaguely shaped like a a person, which is (laughs) if you've ever looked up at clouds and tried to find patterns in it, you can pretty much find anything that your mind wants to. Exactly. That's the way the brain works. And with a flash, because it's such an instant, that's your memory and your memory automatically puts shapes on things. But that's how these things start. Oh yeah. See, could you see the God? I saw the God. It's actually a name for that. It's called Paradolia. Paradolia. It's where you find. My band has a name now. <laughs> <laughs>
It's just this basic thing in your brain when you see something, you try and find patterns. And because it's just easier for you to see in your brain to interpret, you're always trying to find things that are different or stand out. And because your brain's trying to find a pattern, it will remember that shape as the pattern you decided on, even whether it was or not. And when you think back, you're damn sure. No, no, absolutely. That's what it looked like. And we do evolve to be more paranoid because you got to think about there's some rustling in the bushes and you're some caveman who thinks it's a tiger and you just get the fuck out of there. And I just go like, nah, 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 it's probably not a tiger. I might be right, but if I'm wrong once... You're the dead one. I'm the dead one. But you running away when there's no tiger, there's no real fuss in that. And you get to pass on your genes then. So everyone who's like, nah, that's not a tiger, their genes didn't get passed on. They're dead now. Ben genes die out and the Garth genes go and rule the world. They'd rule if they weren't too busy running away from it. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, the meek shall inherit the earth. I think that's what they're getting at. When the leaves rustle, if you run, you get to live. (laughs) Heroes die, but somebody got to tell the story of that hero. I will do that. And he stood there when the lion came out. Well, that's the classic thing with a lion. If you're being chased by a lion, you don't have to run faster than a lion, just Just faster than the guy next to you. (laughs) Always go bushwalking with a fat guy. Same rule for swimming at the beach. Absolutely. Just go with people who are like secondary swimmers to you. It's like you know anyone with kids. Sharks love kids. I know you swim better than me, but I'm not afraid to go swimming with you because you do tend to splash around like an injured seal. (laughs) You see, kids are good. They're noisy. They'll bring the shark towards them. They're bite-sized, so you know the shark's gonna love that. (laughs) And worst case scenario, you can throw them at the shark if it's coming at you. (laughs) You can pick them up. You can throw them out of the way. You can push them out of the way. There's no fight for the shoreline. You're getting there. And you can outswim a kid. And I mean, it's not like anyone's as attached to them as they are to you. I mean, six years on the world compared to like 30 years in the world, I think I've picked up a few more friends. Yeah, it's only five years of your life that you've had a child. Oh, it, it's traumatizing. But I mean, come on, I've worked in a place for five years and then I've moved on. You get over it. But then if you do have a fat person that you're using as your decoy, you have got the time. While the shark's eating them, you can sort of leisurely make your way, maybe just play in the water a bit more before you get out and then get to the shore. One more hit of the beach ball. (laughs) Come on. No, 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 we got time. You're just like, I'll just wait for this next wave. Uh, That one wasn't any good. I'm just going out of it again. I'll try one more time to hang 10. If I can't, then I'll come It's only got his leg. It's fine. Plenty of him left. Whereas the kid, that might be like an hors d'oeuvre. It might eat the kid without even stopping. Like (laughs) It just doesn't even break strides. And hurry, Ben, he's got a taste for human now. (laughs) The energy from the kids making him swim faster, (laughs) if anything. It's just picking up speed. (laughs) Why did we feed that kid so much candy? (laughs) That sweet child flesh. So then you got allegory. Allegory. Some theories propose that myths began as allegories for natural phenomenon. Like Apollo being the god of the sun. So like when the sun came up, they looked, oh, that's Apollo. Poseidon being the water. So when, you know, anything happened in the waves, like, you know, if there was a storm or a big tidal wave or something, Poseidon did it. Yeah, it does seem pretty easy to blame someone else. I liked that back in the day when everything was a god. Like, Mm. oh, the wind's blowing. Yeah, wind god. Oh, I've got an erection. Yeah, erection god. (laughs) I think it sort of even ties in with conspiracy theories a bit where I think it's just safer to think that the sun comes up every day because there's some dude who's grabbing the sun and putting it in the sky for you every day. To just know that it's like this delicate natural balance that could just fall apart at any time for no reason is scary as shit. Like the only thing stopping the sun from rising is Apollo's will to do so. Mm. The day he goes, I want a day off. That's the end of life (laughs) as we know it. Also, they did used to say that the sun 
one was it was Apollo's chariot going through the sky. What they're saying is that every day this guy just rides his chariot. Who rides a chariot every day, all day? In all fairness for that one, if you stared at the sun long enough, you would see some crazy messed up shit in front of your eyes. You'd be like, I can see a chariot. But then you'd see nothing. <laughs> the last thing I ever saw, and so I'm sure I saw it, was a chariot. It's, it's burned into my retinas. Now it's all I see. see. Everything looks like Apollo now. <laughs> he is a vengeful god. Don't look him in the eye. He's worse than Medusa. <laughs> Don't get to be stoned. You just get to be blind. Anything that happens, oh, there's a god for that. And if you want it to be good, then you have to appease that god. You had Athenia represented wise judgment. Is she the chick with the good. scales? That'd be Libra or something. Yeah, that's not her. Yeah, Athena is a Greek god known for Athens, is built underneath her, upon her, worshipping her. She was like the female god. She was nice. Most like, of the female gods were quite pleasant. Aphrodite? I don't think she was a god. Aphrodite was a demigod, maybe? Yeah, they have Aphrodite um, here. Yeah, Desire. right there. Desire. Which basically, you know, there was a god for hot chicks. Aphrodite. Well, All those couldn't happen by chance. Absolutely. That was design. It wasn't that guys found certain things attractive upon women already existed. It was men found certain things attractive. So gods built women in that <laughs> image. Well, not all of them. Some of them. I like that it doesn't have like a god of like guys who are hot. Never have that, do they? They have king of the gods, Zeus, who's always getting laid by mortals, by the way. That's mm. that's what he did in his pastime. He'd sneak around his wife and go do it with mortal women. Mars, god of war. That's a Roman god. Ares is the god of war for Greeks. There's no good looking guy god the guy gods get laid because they have power they established it in Greek times did you ever watch the TV show Hercules and also Xena yes I did who didn't <laughs> I know that was awesome it was the only thing on <laughs> I didn't watch a lot of either of them because yeah, you know, the first seasons we all watched it because we're like hey, look Hercules is from New Zealand how cool is that and thought. I love that all the bad guys were Maoris the evil tribes that he had to deal mm. with the primitive people like how is that not offensive but also is to demonstrate this is how strong Hercules is he could beat a Maori. I don't know anyone who's not Maori or Polynesian who could do that. No one's as strong as them. He must be a titan, a demigod. Though it did turn out Hercules was incredibly racist. Really? Yeah, the actor did like some racist tweets about black people. Really? <laughs> I think I saying didn't... something along the lines of slavery not being so bad or they shouldn't be allowed to vote. <laughs> really? That's not something that comes out by accident. That's... No, and you're like, Hercules, no. Xena's <laughs> gonna fucking teach you a lesson. Then he did this movie god does exist or something okay that's a he's, he's gone all like religious and crazy and racist like he has all these weird views that he says that apparently no one agrees with see this is what happens when you don't get another miniseries after your show Zena's still doing well though she's, she's still working she's getting around she was on flight of the concords for an episode because she's from new zealand she also did spartacus that tv yeah show yeah the softcore porn and i saw one that she's in recently that i started watching ash first the evil dead have you seen the evil dead movies no i haven't it's got was it Bruce Campbell? Are you sure Night of the Living Dead? No, it's Evil Dead. Night of the Evil Dead? No, it's not. There's no Night of, guys. There's no Night of, no. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. the guy. Because yeah. he goes to the other plane. My boomstick. Chainsaw Arm and the boomstick. Yeah, they that. decided to turn it into a TV series now, where he's a bit older now, and the Evil Dead has come up again. Okay. And he's going around killing. It's an awesome show. And she plays a demon in it who's... Xena's a demon now. And she's awesome at it, because she has that whole kick-ass attitude, and she knows how <laughs> to play it well she's the kind of shape
shape that she could kick a guy's ass. Oh yeah, you believe it with her. Those shoulders, man. Xena, amazingly good looking woman. Everyone said so. That's just a fact. She's one of those oh. masculine chicks that could still be attractive while kicking the crap out of you. She turns me on and scares me at the same mm. time. Like she could make a good living sexually kicking the crap out of guys. <laughs> like guys would pay good money to get punched in the face by Xena in a motel room. So you've never seen the Evil Dead series? I saw the movie. I read the movie. three movies out. I only saw the first one then. The one where he goes, with my boomstick. And I only know mm. that because um, techno songs have been written about it. Using That's a great um, quote from a lot of techno. Because one and two are very similar. And then three, he goes back in time. I thought Army of Darkness. Or maybe that was the one I saw. I thought he went back in time for all of them. No. Oh, then I only saw the one where he went back in time. Yeah, that's the third one, Army of Darkness. Are the other ones set in present day? Well, they're set in 80s, 90s, but that's present day when the movies yeah, came out. Set when it was made. Okay, mm. then I retract my statement. I've only seen number three. Didn't know the others existed. And he comes back as that same badass character with all these awesome one-liners and just blowing apart deadites. That's cool. Deadites. That's what they call them. <laughs> like Menites. <laughs> Mennonites. Those shiftless deadites. does go over the top with the blood splatter and the gore with the demons as well. Which is what we're in it for. They always have gags in it where somebody in the scene will be standing near someone whose head gets blown off so and just like a bucket of blood will just like cover their face. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just sort of like that cheesy over the top violence. Like we're doing this on purpose. We know what you want and we're doing it even though it's not realistic. It's very similar to Spartacus in that way. Probably okay. a bit more than that. Because did you watch the Spartacus? I did. When I first watched it, it was just softcore pornography as far as I'm concerned. This, this shows how old I'm getting. I'm watching Spartacus like, could they just stop at the sex scenes? There's just too much. But if you actually watch the TV version of Spartacus, because it's TV, they've cut out all the sex scenes. So it's literally just fight scenes. I really love the TV version of Spartacus. If you actually go by the DVD, it's just softcore porn and that's not what I'm interested in because <laughs> I'm now an old fuddy-duddy. You would love watching TV with my grandmother then. I would. I bet. <laughs> I bet. Oh, these young hooligans just waltzing around all scantily clad. Does your mother know where you are? She likes the version where the little bars cover the ankles too. They don't need to see ankles. I know, those shiftless girls. Does your father know what you're up to? They must have had hard lives going around showing off ankles like that. She doesn't like swearing. I always get freaked out by that. I understand if you swear too much, that can be offensive to some people, but it's only offensive to me because you're just showing your lack of vocabulary. Swearing is great. It has a great place in life, but you can talk without it for 90% of the time. Don't you have a higher vocabulary with it? Because that's at least half a dozen more words you have. Well, you might have six more words, yes, but if you're using those six words in place of 50 words, it's like I could have said the, the tumble dryer slowed down to an amble pace. Instead of that, I could say, well, the fucker fucked down to that, that fucky kind of fucking pace. No, oh, it sounds like it's fucking fucked. Fuck that. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I get with that. But the actual concept of a word being offensive, that's stupid. This is perfect example of humanity. Humans, from the dawn of time, we make sounds. And we turn those sounds to have meaning into words. So ma becoming mum, da becoming dad. We attached meanings to sounds. Then we came up with fuck and shit. And we attached meanings to these sounds, which meant that we couldn't say those sounds. Why are you offended by a meaning we attach to a word. Well, that's the thing with curse words is they're first defined as offensive because of their meaning, but as soon as they're defined as offensive, they no longer retain their meaning. It becomes useful across the board. Yeah. Which fuck, for example, was offensive because it means to have sex, but now you can like fuck up a podcast. It no longer means to have sex with something. I'm not having sex mm. with the podcast. Well, you better not. It's my microphone. <laughs> I'll clean it up afterwards. <laughs> no. Uh, and we're going to have to go to the hospital. 
hospital. It's kind of stuck up there. <laughs> That's you why it sounds keep, so shit. You can keep the microphone. <laughs> so you get free microphones, people. Uh, <laughs> Just stick it up your ass. And a loose anus. And why didn't he buy a big one? And a stain on the couch afterwards. <laughs> Moral of the story, just pay for a microphone. It's not that expensive, <laughs> all right? It's, then you can shove it up wherever you want to, you dick. But well, yeah. No, that would hurt more. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> just tear that. But concepts are offensive to me. Like, if you were to talk about rape in detail, that would offend me because it's not a nice thing to think about. But if you were to say, oh, that fucker raped her, that's not offensive because you said fuck. That's mm. offensive because we're talking about rape. I think that's way worse. Talking about rape is way worse than saying a word. Well, it's all the context. I mean, rape by itself, is not a bad word But the meaning behind it It's a concept And the misuse of it If we were playing video games And you killed me And I said you raped me That's kind of an overstatement And a misuse of the word But I've always thought Like if you talk about Vikings raping and pillaging By adding pillaging in there It somehow makes the raping Sound less bad like, But it's much worse We rape you And we steal your stuff But when Because you could say We raped the land When you say pillaging As with rape Oh they probably didn't have That much like sex they... Maybe it was Maybe they were taking their crops Pillaging I don't think Is Taking stuff I think that that's looting Pillaging is just Taking everything That you don't want to take And destroying it They take all the shit They want from your house And set fire to your house That's pillaging your house That's sacking a village Which is short <laughs> for ransacking Pillage is when you steal stuff and Oh so violence. I was wrong So if I was to say Give us your wallet And then you gave it to me And then I ran away mm. Or I pickpocketed you That would not be pillaging But if I came up Punched you in the face And took your wallet And kicked you in the balls And left mm. I would have pillaged you So you go home To your wife What happened? I was pillaged Pillaged Are you sure you weren't Plundered or ransacked? It sounded like you alluded. No, he kicked me right in the pills. <laughs> I was pillaged. It's affected my age. You were kicked in the pills. Are you sure it wasn't a sacking? <laughs> he sacked me. <laughs> it was a devastation. This was not just a robbery. It was a straight up pillage. He laid waste to my testicles. Now they've also got in there because in synonyms, they've got laying waste, devastation, rape, harrying, marauding. Marauding. That's a good one. I wouldn't mind marauding. Like if someone said, what are you up to? I'm marauding. You're like, cool. What are you up to? I'm pillaging. Well, that's a bit mean, isn't it? I always think a funny word is monger as well. Monger. You can have like a fish monger. Yes. But aside from fish, what can you monger? War. Yeah, you can be a war monger. You be a war monger. Monger and mogul sometimes cross over. Because you could be an oil tycoon or a newspaper mogul, but a war monger. A fish monger is uh, an actual mm. profession. Fish monger. Or fish wife is also what's referred to. So a dealer or trader in a specific commodity, whether it be war or fish. Fish. So are we podcast mongers? Uh, joke mongers? No, we're more podcasts than jokes. Yeah. <laughs> I can be sure that we've made a couple of podcasts. I'm not sure if we've made any jokes. That's true. That's mythology. It's a folk tale because that never happened. Yeah, aside from fish and war, you it know, just sounds weird to monger something. Because it doesn't sound like what it means. Monger kind of sounds like a disability. Maybe you're mentally handicapped. <laughs> I'm a joke monger. You do sound like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you monged that joke up. <laughs> Stop mongering everything. Yeah, because to monger something wouldn't doesn't sound pleasant it doesn't sound like you improved it no it doesn't sound like you're doing a good job at all totally monged it did you you could be a warmonger and a warlord at the same time couldn't you when you're a monger you deal and trade in war when you're a warlord you are the lord of war you own that war that's a promotion except I for the guy on the other side but you're gonna kill him soon so who cares exactly <laughs> like, I bet there's Taliban people who are given ceremonies and awards this medal promotes you from monger to lord <laughs> go out there and keep the war going oh look at the personification isn't that pretty much what we went through before with Apollo and shit like that though. They well, said an allegory. What's the difference between allegory and personification then? Okay, an allegory is when they put a specific weather or something onto a god, whereas personification is saying that that is literally
literally the god. Apollo is responsible for the sun, but the personification mm-hmm. is that Apollo is the sun. Oh yeah, they worship natural phenomena such as fire and air. In other words, they worship the actual natural acts that happen. It's not saying that someone did it, it's saying that it is yeah, the thing. Yeah, allegory is saying that the god makes the sun come up. Personification is saying the sun is god. Yes, not the sun of god. That pretty much makes sense to make a god, because it is probably the most important thing in making this world work. It is. Like, well, as far back as religions go, Ra hmm. was the Egyptian god for the sun, and he was the most important one. I think it's odd that when you get to the Greeks, that Apollo is not in charge. Who'd win in a fight, the sun or lightning? I can tell you right now, the sun wins. Sun just wins anything. But there's also the sun is the cause of everything as well. When you bring it down to the lightning and the clouds, All the sun did that. It did. But then you go back to Greek times, they didn't know that. Mm. And lightning's a lot closer to us than the sun is, so it seems a lot bigger. So I guess if they had better scientists in Greek times, their gods would have been in different chairs. Apollo would have been in charge. I always thought it was weird that the moon and the sun look the same size. Because they're not, but from the distances they line up. You'll see them in the sky next to each other and you're like, they're the same size. That must have screwed with humanity for like thousands of years. There apparently is a reason for it though, that that's just how gravity works. That that's how big the sun has to be in order to oh, because... support life on here. If we were any closer or any further, it wouldn't work. And the moon, well, that's about the size of a rock our planet could capture. Anything bigger, it would have flown off. Anything smaller, it would have been closer. You're drawn closer to things that are bigger. Yeah, that makes total sense because the size of the earth relative to the sun would be relative to the moon's distance from us. So they reckon that it's relatively likely that any planet that we do end up on is likely to have that same pattern with the moon and the sun looking exactly the same size. Because it'd have to have similar gravity to us for us to live on it. That makes sense. So if it does have a moon, it'll be the same size as our moon and so would the sun. Because it's one of those weird things where you go from what are the chances of that happening to, oh, I guess that's the only thing that could have happened. When people talk about creation and they say, well, you can see that God exists because look how this turned out. That's so perfect. It's not a coincidence. But then you read into it through the science and you realize that's the only possible way that that could have happened. Mm. It's like saying, of course there's a God. Look at the earth. There's food for us to eat. There's water for us to drink. No, no, no. That's That doesn't mean there's a God. That's why humans exist. Because if there wasn't food and water, we wouldn't be here. We'd be somewhere where there was. So they have myth ritual theory, which that sounds interesting. This is where a lot of innocent people die so that we can have good crops. Yeah, a lot of human sacrifice. The amount of cultures that are like, we've got to kill usually a virgin. I don't know why, but usually we got to kill someone so that our crops could be good. Imagine that discussion. All right, guys, we really want to get a lot of corn next year. So who wants to die? If you knew you were going to be a human sacrifice, all you have to do is get laid. You know, when you come off as desperate, you're less likely to get laid. Like yeah, that but- is as desperate for sex as you could possibly be. But you look at the virgins that they get. If there's some young virgin girl who is so desperate to have sex because she might die. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I see your eyes lighting up already. She has no problem in the village. <laughs> she's unable to be sacrificed by the end of that night. Yeah, like really. She's very sure. She's done it several times. Every guy in the village now knows she is not a virgin. <laughs> Just to be safe, I'm not a virgin anywhere on my body anymore. It is completely cock-ridden. <laughs> the one time where you're like, no, no, I'm a slut. I think that's great. The only people who are truly going to be sacrificed as virgins really are prudes. Like, you won't even fuck to stay alive. Okay, we have no use for you. Whenever we think virgin sacrifice, everyone goes straight to young, good-looking girl. Oh, they're, they're the only virgins that are worth sacrificing. No, I bet it was just any guy who ever played Dungeons and Dragons, I'd be on that list, that means. Come on, guys, I've had sex. No, you haven't. Yeah, but back in those days, like, why are you playing Dungeons and Dragons? We get enough of that shit in real life. <laughs> 
Stop teasing the dragons. <laughs> What's a dungeon? It's a futuristic thing where they have castles and there's a prison underneath. What's a castle? Their version of The Sims or something like that, where it's just modern life. <laughs> We're playing Dungeons and Dragons. It's just a little me. <laughs> I go up to the Acropolis. Huh, you picked an elf. No, I'm an elf. No, I am an elf. <laughs> <laughs> Myth, ritual, theory. Yeah, they say that they do it them and then forget the original reason for their ritual. It they starts off and they just do it because it's always been done. And then they create a myth for it. My favorite ritual thing, the Aztecs, some of the first pyramids, the staircase pyramids, and at the top of them, they sacrificed thousands of people because what happened was they made a giant city. It was like the first major city ever and there was a lot of people that all came from across South America and when you have a major city, bad things happen like sewage and you know disease and so they had all these problems and their blights on their crops so they decided the best thing to do would be to build a giant tower so you get really high and then sacrifice to the gods a person on top of that and that will fix all the problems. And when they started doing it, it didn't fix the problems. In fact, it made it worse because now they had all these dead bodies hanging around <laughs> causing further disease. When it got worse, they figured, oh, we're clearly not sacrificing enough people. So they sacrificed way more and that didn't work. So what they thought was clearly, we built the pyramid in the wrong place. So they built another pyramid they figured was a better place for God and they sacrificed on top of that. Thousands of people. And that didn't work either. So they figured, no, 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 we need to build another pyramid. We found the spot where the gods are going to be the most happy and receive the sacrifice. This happened over and over again until they all decided this is really a bad idea to begin with and then they all just dissipated and that city disappeared off the face of the earth. Yeah, it's like the six people left who hadn't been sacrificed. Exactly. <laughs> and that's where your traditional South American natives come from. They all just sort of went, well, this was stupid. And that's why if you go to South America, you'll see all these Aztec pyramids all built next to each other and no one living there anymore. See, Aztecs did some really smart things, but they also made some really dumb decisions. Probably their worst decision was going, these Spanish guys seem all right. <laughs> hey, boat, that's cool. <laughs> I bet we could learn something from these guys. <laughs> let's take them back to our place. They look like they could share. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's be equals. <laughs> let's be equals. Hey, let's, let's do that. What's that metal? Gunpowder. Ooh, that's fun. We've got this thing called rock and bone. I reckon we're about the same. Yeah, about even. Even in technology. Yeah, they're not going to be interested in this gold stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can have that. I don't want it. <laughs> Silly idiots. They don't want to touch the jade, which we can use to make weapons. They want the gold. That's soft. What are they going to make their weapons out of if they don't have any jade? Exactly. It's all shiny. You can't hide in the dark with that. Worst case scenario, we'll just kill them all. We own all the jade. <laughs> We're going to make the gods so happy with the Spanish sacrifice. Do you reckon any of them are virgins? No, they've been on a boat with a bunch of other men for too long. They'll be like, okay, we're losing the war to the Spanish. They killed half our people. What's the plan? We need to appease the gods. Sacrifice the other half. Then we're guaranteed to win. <laughs> Victory is in hand. Because that's happened across the world in many different cultures where it's just like, clearly we're not sacrificing enough people. <laughs> this is something that humans reach the conclusion of again and again. Where did we get the idea? And this is that myth ritual thing where we don't know why we started it, but we're sure that that's the thing that will fix it. So we're just not doing it right. Keep killing people. I'd like to be the guy who makes that decision. Imagine having the power of just saying, you know what, let's kill people. It'll make everything better. And everyone went, yeah, okay. Yeah, let's do that. Imagine being someone who's going to be sacrificed, sitting there going, oh, God better like this. <laughs> this sucks. I'm told this is an honor. It didn't feel that good. And they don't do it nicely either. They hold you down and cut open your stomach and pull things out of you first. You're like sitting there going, yeah, I get it. Stop showing me. Okay, yeah, that's my intestines. Okay, yeah, I'm. Sh you know what? I'm sure the gods are happy enough now. Can I please be put out of my misery? All right, it's still beating. Very good. Yeah, that's good. Can you put it back in? <laughs> quick, quick, quick. Hmm. Oh, your hands are cold. Could you at least warm them up first? Can't we just do a sheep or something? What was wrong with that? It worked for the Jews. <laughs> Did it though? Did it? <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, well, I know a few conspiracy theorists who would say it did. <laughs> Apparently they run everything. Thanks. Well, isn't like the conspiracy theory, the Jews have all the money, the whites have all the power? No, that's just fact. <laughs> well, they control the banks, but white people, I don't know. I'd have to ask a minority. What do we do now? Yeah, spoiler. They're not really positive about white people. It's a shock, isn't it? It turns out we pissed off literally every culture. That happens when you go around the world in your ships, claim everything, take everything, abuse everything, destroy everything, and leave a bunch of landmines and then go, yeah, you want to be friends now? Oh, you, you have the right to your freedom now. We're cool, right? We basically rock up to a country and go, look, the history of this country didn't start till we showed up. <laughs> and here's your flag. <laughs> See, our flag's in the corner. See? We got a flag there. Do you have a flag? All right, your country is called India. Maps are actually still offensive. Germany. You know Germany's not called Germany? Deutschland. Spain. Did you know Spain's not called Spain? Espana. Did you know the island's not called Ireland? Ir. Yet, any map you look at, if I told you to go find Ir, hmm. you'd be like, what? Also, isn't Japan like Nihon or something like that? Probably is. I have no idea, but that's this is how the English Commonwealth works. No, you're Spain now. <laughs> no, you're called Japan. Say your name properly, that's your Christian name. <laughs> Just whipping the country. What's your name? Whoosh. You are Congo. Whoosh. Ooh, that, that felt a little worse than saying Japan. Don't ever make a whip sound with an African country's name. <laughs> you are South Africa now. What is Africa? We are Zulu. South Africa. Your name is Trevor. See, I wonder why that doesn't happen these days. Because we could probably learn their name. Like, we changed Ayers Rock to Uluru. But everyone's still going to call it Ayers Rock. It's wrong that we went around and named everything, but we did it, so now it's stuck. Yeah, yeah, that was wrong, but we're not changing it back now. And here's Guy Fraser Claim that humans start out with a belief in magical laws Later they begin to lose faith in the magic invented by the myths And invented uh, myths about gods Claiming that their rituals were religious rituals intended to appease gods So basically they sort of go like No, these previous gods were mythical And then just create new gods Pretty much So it's like you believe in magical thinking Like no, we don't believe in magic now We believe in religion It's not magic, it's real Just because it's exactly the same thing doesn't change change my belief in it being as firm what is the difference between a miracle and a magic trick um, not a magic trick the governing body because what's the difference if god does it or harry potter does it about 12 million in the box office i don't know i mean who's had the best book sales Ooh, that's a good point sales versus distribution how many bibles are bought and how many are just given out yeah but that was also ballsy that god just wrote it and just said i'm stopping at one well actually two what if terminator did that we'd all be you know i don't know is that better or worse the next ones there is actually a third part to the bible the book of mormon <laughs> Also, um, the, uh, the Quran. I thought the Quran was just a different interpretation of the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. It's like a remake of the first one. Is it? Okay. So it's kind of like a, a prequel or it's the director's cut. You know when they sort of have different cuts of movies for different foreign markets? That's <laughs> the Middle East cut and this is the Western cut. Ours was mostly to stop kings killing their wives. They're just like, no, that's so cool. You don't have to kill her. You can just get a divorce. King Henry VIII. Fix that. I love that that's how the Anglican church started and there's still an Anglican church because I went to an Anglican school they tell you right up Everyone says that the Church of England started because Henry VIII wanted a divorce But there's so much more to it than that They never deny Yes, absolutely That's exactly why the church started But it's so much more Like what? Ah. Well, the head of the church is the uh, Archbishop of Canterbury instead of the Pope. Yeah, so he's in charge of it because Hen King Henry VIII wanted a divorce? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The religion that King Henry VIII thought up? Yeah, that one's bound to be true. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the one no way that could be wrong. The one where you can give up that vow. And because I grew up, my mum's Catholic, my dad's Anglican, I got both examples. And that's literally, Anglicanism is the multi-strand of religions. It's for people who want a religion but don't want to be all that serious about it. In Catholicism, 
if you do something wrong, you gotta go confess, feel bad about it, and then make amends for it. In Anglicanism, it's like, if you do something bad, as long as you tried, oh, then you're fine. Catholicism is you can do anything you want, literally anything you want, just so long as you say sorry. As long as you feel bad and confess it, you're fine. Wiped. Catholics, in a way, kind of like you to sin. Yeah. Because that's where they get everything from is the guilt. That's why if you haven't sinned, they start going like, oh no, there's original sin. You're still tied to that Adam and Eve bullshit. You didn't do anything, but humans sinned before you. So you're, yeah, you're dirty. With original sin, we owe God and we're indebted to him because Adam and Eve and they ate the apple. But as we've done our own research on the earth, we've realized that Adam and Eve probably didn't exist and that's probably not how it happened. (laughs) So why the fuck do we owe him shit now? It's a story he made up. It's like if someone came up to you and went, oh, your dad owed me $20. Can you pay that back to me? And then you find out your dad not only didn't owe him $20, that they've never met. (laughs) Hang on. And you thought you had to give this guy 20 bucks. It's a ritual. (laughs) It's not magical thinking. It's a ritual. We just do it now. Every time I see him, I got to give him a dollar. So they got the functions of mythology on there. Like they're trying to say that a myth has a function. Isn't it just really entertainment? What it's sort of saying here is the function is to tell the story, to show patterns of behavior, how people do and react to things, which is basically like saying a myth's function is a fairy tale's function. Whatever the moral of the story is. Yeah, it's just a moral tale. Don't look Medusa in the eyes. That's the moral. Don't look ugly women in the eyes or you'll turn to stone. But I think mythology often has ambiguous meanings. They're often done so they could be interpreted any different ways. Like, I think what God meant to say. Yeah, you find a passage in the Bible and show it to a bunch of different people, they'll all say it means completely different things. More what it means to them. So there is a little bit of personalness involved in mythology. Bible stories, folklore, folk tales, mythology, they're all stories written for a reason. That's exactly right. Like the moral of the interpretation of it. It's all just understanding how humans react to things and how they should react to things and what happens as a result of that reaction. Because we're talking about mythology, there is also Greek tragedies, which they're not mythology. That's just plays written for the times of Greeks. Still used today. Pretty much every story you see is just a recreation of a Greek tragedy. And the reason for that is there's only so many different kinds of stories and the Greeks did them all first. So you may have never heard a Greek tragedy. Any story you write will be just like a Greek tragedy. That's like the claim that Shakespeare made pretty much every plot. It's just like, no, he didn't. That was around before then. He didn't come up with that stuff. He just put it in a sassy way. Boy meets girl. Shit goes horribly badly. People wrote that before that. That's a story as old as time. That's a consistent thing in humanity's existence. Boy meets girl. There is the greatest trial that we will ever face. Sometimes wouldn't it just be easy to be a fish or something? Like, I don't even have to worry about her. We're just gonna, right before we both die, we're gonna squirt our shit into the water. But you gotta swim upstream before that. Yeah, but that's like my life anyways. No, I think the best metaphor for life that I heard was a very depressing one, which was, is it Sisyphus and his boulder? Oh, the every, yeah, the guy whose job is every day he's gotta push the same boulder. boulder all the way to the top of a hill only to have it roll down. Do I feel again. like that in my life. Like you go to the grocery store, you buy a bunch of stuff. That's you rolling the boulder up, you did it. The boulder's there. But then you eat all the food, the boulder rolls back down and you just gotta go back there next week and do the same shit you already did. <laughs> same with work. Every time I finish a task, I gotta do that task again. I get the paper off my desk, I come back the next day, there's more paper on my desk. That boulder just keeps rolling back down and it drives you nuts. Now, that story, there was a re- that was a punishment he had to do for, I think it was lying? That was the moral of the story. Don't lie or you have to push a boulder up a hill. So why do I have to do it? Why do you have to do it? Because you lied. But that's what? not why I have to do it. If I was honest my entire life- You still have to go shopping. Yeah. It's a saying like, don't lie or you'll have to do what you're already doing and everyone else is already doing, so- Feel free to lie. Don't get caught 
or people will make you do this. Mm. Maybe if you didn't lie ever, someone would do the shopping for you. Do you know? Have you ever tried this? It's too late, isn't it? You're not a lie virgin. You have not lied down with anyone. Well, that's also like that Jesus died for our sins. Then shouldn't we sin as much as possible to make it worth it? It's like getting a gift from someone and leaving it in the wrapping. I mean, he died for our sins, but I haven't sinned yet. Yeah, I should just be able to sin whenever I want. How many sins did he give us? Did we just get one or is it all of them? Because it sounds pretty much like he died. I mean, that's pretty horrible. He died for our sins. What greater sacrifice could you make? So we better start robbing. I got to covet some things. So they go up there and they go, you did all this horrible stuff. Like, no, 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 Jesus got my back. <laughs> Jesus, yeah, he validated my parking. I like this quote here where in talking about myths, it says, unlike fantasy that is nobody's truth and history that seeks to be everybody's truth, mythology is somebody's truth. Fantasy being that it's purely fiction. History being what actually happened. Mythology being someone actually believed this at some point in time. When you look across religions across the world, and not just religion, but just what people believed, I think it's amazing. When the uh, Galileo first said the earth was round, a woman, I believe it was a woman, stood up in the crowd and said, you're wrong. Everyone knows the earth is flat. And he's like, well, what's holding it up? It's on a tortoise's back. What's that tortoise on? Another tortoise. And that to it's tortoises all the way down. It's like that book, Yodel the Turtle. <laughs> So your belief is, and you truly believe that the earth is on this pillar of tortoises, which just goes on forever. In all fairness, it made so much sense at the time. I bet it did. <laughs> she noticed there's a lot of tortoises hanging around where they lived. Where are they all coming from? <laughs> They've got to be coming from somewhere. Why do they have such a hard shell? Must be so something can sit on top of it. So that was Galileo's next problem. Where do all the turtles come from? He didn't manage to disprove that. Wait, was it a turtle or a tortoise? It, I think it was a tortoise because they stood, whereas turtles have fins, so they can't stand. Because that's what I think... That that the tortoise would need to swim through space. Oh no, they don't swim. Then they're not in space because there's gravity in space, according to this woman. So it's just a big line, like a tower of tortoises. Have you heard of a show? I think it was a comic book as well called Discworld. Discworld, no. It had this really awesome opening. It was a cartoon, but the world that they were on, it was flat and it had a turtle underneath, but on top of the turtle was a bunch of like Indian elephants no, all around and it was stacked on top. Well, it had the turtle and the elephant. So it had the combination of both. And so the elephants were standing on the back of the turtle. Like was it, swimming. four of them and they were balancing the plate. Uh, yeah, I think it was, I think it was like eight of them going all around there because the mm. turtle was massive. It was way bigger. And it's just swimming through space and the elephants are all holding on their back the, the, this the flat, flat world. Disc. I like it that. It really looked cool. No, we're not just on a turtle's back. We're being stabilized. You need some elephants to stabilize that because we thought it through. That's actually something to do with Hinduism. Hindus believe that the earth is well, they did. There you go. Something oh, there's there. your picture. Yeah, and there's the elephants. Oh, uh, yeah, the one I had. That's cute. It looked kind of different than the one I had. I think it's from yeah. the comic book, so this one might be more spot on. Because, yeah, I thought those elephants would be smaller. Yeah, but they're standing on the turtle that's got the elephants on it with the disc on its back. But, yeah, there's one in Hindu culture. The earth is a disc being held up by four elephants that's on top of a tortoise's back that's on something else that's all on top of a snake's back, and the snake is over a river. And then that's where they stop, and you're like, where's the river? That's the end. A river? river's gonna lead somewhere though it's, it's gonna come from somewhere and lead somewhere it's not a river it's just a creek and there's dirt either side where are these come from no that's just where it ends actually I think a creek leads somewhere would it just be a pond a creek's just like a dirty river isn't it I think so <laughs> this is my knowledge I, I live in Australia where there are that many creeks and well, a like creek's smaller bush and forest what's the difference where you are I guess um, well bush is like bushes and forest is like trees isn't it although you can you can have different like Australian yeah. trees make bush yeah I think just it's wherever you are it's location more than anything that's what we call a bush people would call a forest that's true But then we have rainforests We have forests here don't we That aren't bush If it's a rainforest It's not bush is it Yeah I know how to classify The difference
from I think bush is just a generic name that Australians say for like what, the wild so it's all the bush the Amazon yeah you've, I've been to the bush a lot of anacondas in the bush <laughs> <laughs> they got history well, technically it's all going to be history isn't it I'd like to see the future of mythology if you were to think Nazi ideologist someone who really likes the Nazi party what's the worst possible name you could think of worst possible name that's the worst possible name you can think of Alfred Rosenberg his name's Rosenberg and, and he was he did, a Nazi this is actually a thing if you look it up the majority of major anti-semitic people are Jews so that's him Rosenberg that's a Jewish name isn't it yeah, it's very Jewish name Introduce unless it was Adam. Rosenberg Stein yeah, there is no it... way it could be more Jewish so yeah you need a Stein or a Liebich or a or if his first name was Herschel <laughs> Herschel Rosenberg Stein Rabowski he was sentenced to death and executed by hanging for war crimes because he killed a lot of Jews I don't know he worked with Adolf Hitler he got rid of the Jews for him Nazi Korea beer hall pushed yeah, he, oh, worked, yeah, no, no. he worked with yeah. Hitler and his name was Rosenberg and this didn't tip Hitler off at all like Goebbels and Hitler were there like oh that Rosenberg he's a nice guy <laughs> every Jewish. Jew is horrible well except me of course <laughs> and Obviously. I should know takes one to spot one <laughs> you don't know how awful we are I'm thinking of killing all of you people right now <laughs> and taking all your money <laughs> it's the Jew in me it's the Jew <laughs> that's why I killed all the Jews that has to be like the biggest Jewish Uncle Tom ever that's the exact phrase he's an anti-semitic Uncle Tom I thought I was a self-hating Jew turns out I'm just a plain old anti-semite <laughs> thing where people say to me what is the biggest thing you think you have learnt from doing this podcast there was a Nazi called Rosenberg <laughs> every week I walk away with these useless facts that I tell people and everyone goes why do you know that why don't you this is it the fact to end all facts <laughs> did you know there was a Nazi whose last name was Rosenberg what <laughs> why not change it though surely you can change it I think it says a lot about the Nazi party's screening process how did a Rosenberg slip in because the questions weren't are you Jewish it's like don't ask don't tell they be like do you hate Jews oh I hate Jews alright then you're in what's your last name Rosenberg cool Rosenberg wait but you do hate Jews right? oh I hate them with a passion see I always thought the first step of the Nazis collecting the Jews is they didn't even have a list they didn't even organise it they just walked out in the streets and went Stein Rosenberg and anyone who came out was sent to a <laughs> concentration camp I'm looking for Bergs Mans Silvers Golds <laughs> anyone who has that last name just, just come with me and anyone we'll with sort the... the rest out later or they just walk out in the street and go hey is Mort here? And then the 50 guys woke up. Oh yeah, that's me. Yeah, come this way. We've got a train ride for you. <laughs> it was that easy to begin with. Is this a free train ride or am I paying for it? Oh yeah, you, you belong with us. <laughs> get on. Get in the truck. <laughs> you gotta grab the low-hanging fruit first. <laughs> You're just begging for it. Step oh, one, get the Jewy ones. The oh, real Jewy ones. Get the obvious ones. Oh, there's a draft in here? <laughs> oh my god, there's a special on cotton balls. Morty! <laughs> Why do they all sound like they're from New York? <laughs> That's racist. Well, it was the Nazis that were racist. Exactly. We're not racist. We're just pointing out how they were. <laughs> I like that we're pointing out a flaw. See, they weren't even good at being racist. Like, that's a bad thing. See, here we go. We'll skip forward to the 20th century, which I guess was last century. Yeah, I always forget that this is the 21st century. I know. It doesn't help that everything Fox does says 20th century Fox. Yeah, you think they'd update that. Except Futurama said 30th century. But that's, that's a clear joke. Which is weird because Futurama was also based in the 31st century. It was, eh? Well, then they're doing the same problem, aren't they? They should have called it 31st century Fox. I think the one changing to a zero may not look as nice. I 
reckon people would go with it. Like, no one would really notice the difference. But, well, no one would care, yeah. And they've only got to do it every hundred years. This isn't going to be a problem for another hundred years, and they still haven't done it. They'll probably change it at 2099. It's about time we update this, and then it becomes the 22nd century. A whole century of 21st century Fox. Yeah, eventually that's just going to make no sense whatsoever. It's like that show Beyond 2000. Yeah. Then it became Beyond Tomorrow, because they got to 2000, and they kept playing Beyond 2000 after the year 2000. Like, we are Beyond 2000. You can't say it like it's the future. Everyone's so optimistic about the year 2000. So many things. It just none of it panned out. Or it did and it just wasn't as good as we thought it was going to be. We're going to have things that can talk to you. Yeah, they talk to us, but it's annoying as shit. Like video phones. Everyone was just like, oh, that would be awesome. But no, I don't really use it. I'd rather just use a normal phone. Like I can FaceTime with people. You could call me up and a little picture if you would appear on my screen. But I'd rather just talk. Well, yeah, because I already know what you look like. I don't need to see it live. In fact, I'd rather that you were given the opportunity to like do yourself up and be like you know respectively looking mm. rather than catch you in whatever you happen to look like at this exact moment oh ben i'm gonna call you back i can't look at this right now yeah like what if i just woke up put that away can you stop doing that while you're talking to me ben <laughs> your voice helps just i'm nearly there nearly there <laughs> <laughs> Ew. They think of it, oh, in the future, uh, TV phones. And then Skype came along and really showed why would you want to see paused pictures of them? I, yeah. could ha- I could have a slideshow of pictures of the person and it'd be just as accurate. See, I don't even think holographic projections would be that good. I already know what you look like from this angle and I can only see people from one angle at a time anyways. The only reason a hologram would be any good is while that person's talking, I can walk around and see what their butt looks like. But then they'd be aware I'm doing that. Yeah, then they'd be able to see that. Yeah, and they'd see the hologram of me sort of leaning around. Stop looking up my skirt, you person. Like if there was a holograph of you, like we're talking on a holograph phone, yep. would you be in my house or would I be in yours? Like, cause the layouts of our house are different. Like I might start walking through walls and stuff like that on your end. I figured it'd be like Princess Leia on Star Wars where it'd just be, you stand on the spot. That's where you, your hologram is taken. You just see like a little Ben on the table. Oh yeah, if there's a miniature one, yeah. Help me, Garth Rington. You're my only hope. Stop doing that, Ben. That joke got old in the first five days of everyone having holograms. <laughs> Hashtag help me Obi-Wan Kenobi. But yeah, they say in the 20th century miss is seen as an outdated counterpart to science. Because in the 20th century, that's when we all sort of started getting our shit together and went, alright, look, we haven't been allowed to say these are all bogus and they don't make any sense because the people in charge said that you would die if you said that. But now that we've got steam engines, come on. Well, it's like that God of the Gaps. When we find something out, we've never found out the answer to be, oh yeah, it actually was God. <laughs> the next argument that people make is that well, we're finding out the science of how these things happen but that science could also be how God made it happen. They're taking it to the next level of, well, yeah, that's how it happens. That's how God did it. But that's just still taking the unknown. Because if we could prove that God didn't do it, then they would drop that. Yeah, I guess the stork didn't bring the children. I guess that's how fertility works. (laughs) Parody mythology. Comparing, well, because that that, that is a good point. There's a lot of different myths that exist around the world. They're different cultures' stories, but they all relate Mm. very similarly. Yeah, because they say that some have similar ones. Well, they say with this, this guy who wrote the book, The Hero with a Thousand Faces, which claims that all heroes and myth follow the same underlying patterns. Monomyth. So he's, okay, so all heroes are the same. Basically, he's saying that you don't need to learn all the myths. They're all pretty much exactly the same story. Some guy, special powers, likes a girl. She doesn't know he likes him. He quits high school. He finds an outfit, a costume to put on that's loosely based on some sort of animal, like maybe a spider or a bat. It is usually some underdog who uprises against some evil. He's either really small and taking a big guy like David, or he's a nerd in high school like Spider-Man. They're all the same really. Imagine being a David vs. Goliath and you're sitting there and you're like, damn it, I put all my money on Goliath. I thought it was a sure thing. He had the best odds. <laughs> uh, my bookie's cashed in on this one. No one said you were allowed to throw rocks. 
cheat! Yeah, it really seemed like they were just making up those rules as they went along. Which the modern day equivalent of that is like, you know, there's some big, huge, psychotic gangster and you're like this little dude and you go and he comes to fight you and then you just shoot him. Wow, God was on his side. No, <laughs> he was armed with a projectile. I think it doesn't matter how big you are, you, you should get shot. You pretty much lose. The other guy, he just came with a knife. So they talk about modern mythology and they talk about it being various mythical elements appear in television, cinema and video games. And there's, then, yeah. There's the- no new myths really, but we've taken mythology and we've turned it into just pure entertainment. He I even mean, says that Disney Corporation here is known for taking myths. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, they take traditional childhood myths and by reinventing, in quotation marks. <laughs> yeah, because there are seven dwarfs and they all have different names. So it's a Disney myth now. We own that. These films are created under the guidance of cyberpunk, action, action movies, fantasy, dramas, and apocalyptic tales. Because that's what most of those myths and mythologies are about. I like that Marvel Comics has a comic book called Thor, and all of it is essentially just Viking mythology. He took it straight, and then he gave some different little power things to Thor. But everything about it is just literally just the same mythology, and now you can see a movie about it. And he teams up with a Hulk, just like in the Viking mythology. Well, the Hulk's from Viking mythology too, isn't he? I'm pretty and sure. And Iron Man. I know Iron Man is. They wore iron. They used to pray to Tony Stark all the time. <laughs> Oh, give us the money or at least your suit. Oh, and they do have a shout out here going modern myths such as urban legends. We were talking about urban legends yep. before. Modern myth. Day myth is an urban legend. I know a guy who knows a guy who, um, yeah, spiders came out of his ears or something. Yeah, the ritual before you tell these stories is it happened to a friend of a friend of mine. They got a leprechaun. They put it under their sink. They were tripping balls on acid. Turns out it's a retarded kid. And spread. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It happened to a friend of a friend of mine. Well, actually, it happened to a friend of a friend of God. So it happened to a friend of a friend of a friend of mine. True story. So basically... Basically, a myth is anything told in fourth person. <laughs> if it happened to you, it's a story. If it happened to your friend, it's a tale. If it happened to a friend of a friend and beyond, it's now a myth. You're in good company with Thor and Odin and Ra. So what did you think of this page? I liked it. I'm happy with that. Yeah, you, know, you hear mythology and you know what it is. I think it comes out pretty good. Yeah, I like some of these less tangible topics where it's a concept more than anything. It shows like it's one specific thing that exists in all cultures. Turns out, yeah, every culture makes shit up. We're all good at that. Humans are good at finding patterns where there are no patterns. Like, I noticed that a guy died last year and we had some really good crops. Ironically, all that probably started from, like, the blood going into the soil and so therefore there was more, like, uh... Food for the plants. Exactly, so the plants grew better. But then they started doing it on the top of a pyramid, nowhere near the crops. It's just a coincidence that they had a better crop that year and they went, see? See? And when it doesn't happen, it's, oh, clearly we didn't do it right. Which is how you start a cult, by the way. You teach people that when they succeed, it's because of the power that you gave them. And when they fail, it's because they didn't do what you said properly. You want to join my cult? I can, I can help you. <laughs> well, I think that's stupid, so you, you probably don't want me in your cult. Of course you I'd think question that, everything. <laughs> of course you think it's stupid. You didn't do it properly. Yeah, it works every time. Well, like, except for those couple of times it didn't. <laughs> exactly. But that was your fault. I told you exactly what you have to do. Did you do it exactly? So you got a rating for this page? I'm going to give it a Gaia out of a possible Harrison Ford, which is three quarters of the way Pretty there. Pretty good. In other words, it's what I expected, but that's not a bad thing. What did you think of this one? I would probably give this a 52 out of 66. I do like to stick to the higher end of it. People say I'm a little generous with it, but that's just a myth. <laughs> a friend of a friend of mine said that you were pretty generous with this. I want to see somebody actually go through and calculate what my scores <laughs> How actually it actually are. adds up. Because there is some sort of decipherousness to them, but I'd probably look at it and go like, oh wait, I rated that page the highest? Screw that. <laughs> and I'm aware of how it works. You know, if it's out of 100, that's different. If it's out of 50, there's no way to actually convert this. 
No. You've been very adamant on that from the beginning. A 7 out of 10 is not the same as a 14 out of 20. So whatever you decide. Because really. I do round. I round up and round down. And not in whole numbers either. No, no. <laughs> and sometimes not even in numbers. <laughs> I'm getting how it works. It's an <laughs> intricate code system. It is. All in all, I think we've done good here. Yeah, it's, it's a good page. Because you already know what mythology is, but it goes into a bit more detail, a bit more around the worldness. I guess it's probably the best way to say it. I liked it. You got a bit of spare time. You want to learn about mythology. That's good. It's infotainment. It is. That is a stupid a stupid term. <laughs> I love when they combine words like that, like Christatunity. <laughs> infotainment is neither informative nor entertaining. <laughs> That's the other thing. So, you know, like when you combine two things, it doesn't make the best of both. It makes the worst of each. <laughs> you'll learn something and you'll enjoy it. You're not going to enjoy that and you're not going to learn anything. So yeah, come check out the mythology Wikipedia page for some infotainment. That's no myth. I think we've overused that joke, actually. I really think we have, yes. I'll have to like edit out like 30 of them just going like, <laughs> we really overplayed this. You take that out, you're gonna, it's going to be like five minutes long. <laughs> you're like, you took out my myth joke? It's okay, there's still 60 of them left in the podcast. <laughs> we still used it to death. <laughs> All we did was sit here the whole time and just say one joke over and over again. How did we not notice that? Next, we'll be back with a new joke. Okay, so today we're doing corn. It's a myth. Corn. Oh, that's corny. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we'll probably call it quits there. This has been another review. I'm Ben Graw. I'm Garth Remington. And we will see you next time. Email us at wikireviewpodcast at gmail.com. Theme is I Live for the Bass Drum, provided by our buddy DJ Searle. All other music by Matt Graw. Ah. Uh.